Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dino Kornich. Right next to me is Deontay Olive, and that makes us binge thinking. Uh, we have not done this in a long time edition. I'm so sorry. A third quarter was... Um, it was it was a dumpster fire as it was. It was. A, it was a time of time that happened. Yeah. Um, so it, was, it was like a methanol fire. There were a lot of flames, and we were burning alive, but you couldn't see the flames. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect analogy. Anyways. Um, yeah. Today, on our first episode back, because we took a really long break because we got distracted. Our first episode of March. Funnily enough, we're talking about ADHD. Because um, we got distracted. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, um, now, would you like to get us started with a little bit of information? I would love to get us started. So, ADHD stands for... Adhood? No, I'm kidding. It stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And it's a neurodevelopmental disorder that affects a little small, very small amount of the population, about 5 to 10% of children and about 2 to 5% of adults worldwide. Uh, condition is characterized by inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity that kind of like interferes with basically everything you do in life. It gets in the way of you just being able to live your life. It's only also been a condition for the past few de- decades as like its own thing, but the symptoms have been around since obviously since humans have been around so i'd I'd imagine that it was a condition we just didn't, didn't know it was yeah we just get, didn't give it a name <coughs> we were just like hmm these kids aren't paying attention yeah basically. they must be bad at paying attention they must just be not smart and then we send them to school where they get their wrists slapped with a ruler yeah and i'm sure that really reinforced their will to learn <laughs> <laughs> not at all are those um, those rulers with the metal edge on your knuckles oh my goodness Anyways, uh, yeah, so early records of ADHD date back to ancient Greece, which is a long time ago. Very so long like 4,000, no, Greece was before Rome, but after, yeah. oh goodness, I don't know, it was a long time ago. Anyways, <laughs> um, the philosopher Aristotle described children who were quickly moved to anger and inattentive in his work, Rhetoric, um, which, you know, kind of describes some of the symptoms of ADHD. No way. Yeah. Um, similarly, the Roman physician Calais or oh god, I oh my. If somebody Calais knows how you pronounce it, it's C A E Aurelianus. Calais Aurelianus. You just have to look at their names. I think it's Celius or Celius. Celius Aurelianus. Because I think if it's A E, I think it's E. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Celi- uh, Rome, I'm going to go Celius Aurelianus. Roman names just kind of, they throw me. Latin names are weird. They were something, man. Also, um, if you had twins born in Rome, they would be named, like, basically the equivalent of naming them. I don't remember what it would be in Roman. It would be like, if you named your kid, like, Germanus, it would be Germani or something like that would be the other twin, which is basically the equivalent of naming your kid John and not John. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess. Which I can only imagine if you had triplets, it was like John, John not, not John, John maybe John? Definitely not John. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do if you have octuplets? John, a little Hello, bit John. This, this is my son, the mostly John. John. <laughs> like, it had to be a weird experience. Anyways, um, it was not until the... Uh, late 18th and early 19th centuries that the first clinical descriptions of ADHD-like symptoms were recorded. So they Hmm. were there for a long time, but we just kind of didn't do anything about it. 
Yeah. Because we thought it was something different. <laughs> um, it was not. Anyways. Um, it was something different. Yeah. In 1798, a Scottish physician named Sir Alexander Crichton. 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 I don't know, man. Crichton just, it sounds pretty, you know. It sounds great. Crichton. Crichton. Sounds like he's on crutches. Like, Crichton, it, it's probably the right way to say it, but I saw that and I was like, Crichton's just like, you gotta do it. You sound like you say Will Ferrell. That's wrong. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, this man, this Scottish dude, uh, he posted, or not posted, he published a book called An Inquiry into the Nature and Origin of Mental Derangement. Ah, I love being <laughs> called mentally deranged if I'm so hyperactive. Can we discuss for a moment the book titles that we used to have? Like, they were just so cut and dry, just like... Yeah. <laughs> he literally named it an inquiry into the nature and origin of mental derangement. Which is what it is. He had an inquiry about mental derangement. He wrote the book and named it what he was thinking about. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Um, in the Greek, book, the Greeks were, they were all artsy. And Aristotle's like, mm, rhetoric. No idea what that means. <laughs> but <laughs> I like that word. Um so in this book, he describes a group of children who had difficulty concentrating, were impulsive, and had a deficiency of attention. Ah, uh, yes. The poster symptoms of mental deficiency. <laughs> of um, mental derangement. <laughs> Crichton believed that the condition was caused by a weakness of the organs of sense. What organs? I guess your skin. Maybe like, maybe like common your sense? Eyes? Like your brain, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he's the one that was mentally deranged. <laughs> <laughs> An inquiry into the mind of a mentally deranged. Well, of course I know him. He's me. <laughs> um, and he said that it could be treated with physical exercise and a healthy diet. Well, most things can be, but I don't know if this is I one think of that's probably something good for ADHD kids is to go do exercise. Yeah. And adults, too. It's I, just I to go do exercise and wear, to wear yourself out. And, like, get exercise. I think that... Well, yeah, that's just generally advisable. It releases dopamine. It makes you happy. makes you feel good. And... It's good for you. 100%. Yeah. Uh, moving on, jump forward a little bit. In the early 20th century, researchers began to explore the link between ADHD-like symptoms and brain function. There was a Swiss psychiatrist. Psy, psy, psychiatrist. <laughs> like how I couldn't pronounce <laughs> spider. What was it? It was the boxster. No, it was spider. I couldn't pronounce spider in the last one about James Dean. My memory is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> that was also a long time ago. Yeah. Um, researchers began to explore the link between ADHD-like symptoms and brain function. Oh, wait, I already said that. I'm dumb. Anyway, this Swiss psychiatrist, right, his name is Paul Eugen Bleuler, and he was one of the first to suggest that the symptoms of inattention and hyperactivity oh, excuse me, were related to abnormalities in brain development. In the 1930s, there was an American psychiatrist named Charles Bradley. Oh, like the tank. No, I'm kidding. Um, I love tanks. <laughs> and it's not technically a tank. It's a fighting vehicle. You ever think about how crazy it is? Like a tank is just like a thing that we have. Like we looked at metal and said, I can put treads on that and make it go boom. No, no, no. We, we saw guns and we made bigger guns. And then we said, we want to make guns move. So we put them behind horses. Okay. But then horses didn't move them fast enough and horses kept dying. So we said... So we've got this thing called an engine and a gun. What if we put wheels on it and made it move? Exactly. Hear me out. An A-10 Warthog is not a plane with a big gun. It is a big gun that happens to have wings attached to it. Yeah, it was designed around the gun. Mm. Also, 
the gun is bigger. Look up a photo if you're not driving. The gun is bigger than a Volkswagen Beetle. It's crazy. Hear me out, right? People forget how Points crazy to his wallpaper. People forget how crazy phones are, right? We literally took a rock, put lightning in it, and then taught the rock to think and do things for us when we touch it. And it has transistors that can identify at one point, your face. Okay, well, no, what I'm saying is like, okay, yeah, at yeah. one point we used vacuum tubes, right? Right. And a vacuum tube is not small. It, there's huge, two yeah. of them in a guitar amp, usually. Sometimes more, sometimes less. And so you think like if we had computers used to take up a whole room. Yeah, like fun fact, your pocket phone holds more computing power than the computers that got us to the moon. A 2011 Ford Fiesta holds more computing power than the rocket that got to the moon. So, yeah, and also these transistors, the first transistor was about the size of your palm. There are now billions of them in your phone. And they double every year. Pretty much like th- like the technology to put them on and shrink them like doubles pretty much mm-hmm. every year. There, there's just there <laughs> so like if there's like say two hundred fifty six billion this year, guess what? Next year we're at five twelve because why not? You know? I don't think there's two hundred fifty six billion. Yes, but in but theory, if yeah, there was. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see yeah. what you mean. I think in like a like a supercomputer, there's probably that many. And just like the twentieth century in general was crazy. Like the first human recorded space flight was before nineteen ten. And then 60 years later... Space flight? Like, no, not space flight, sorry. Just like normal oh. flight. Was in, it's like, was what crack are you smoking? I want some. <laughs> and within 60 years, <laughs> we were walking on the moon. Like, the technological advancements to go from, guys, look, I feel Yeah, we created an quote-unquote unsinkable ship that sank when it hit a big piece of ice. Yeah. And then we progressed through... Everybody fighting each other, mm-hmm. massive global depression, everybody fighting each other again because a little man with a mustache got angry he didn't get into art school. Yep. And then two big nations started building up rockets and they're like, I'm going to shoot you. No, I'm going to shoot but you. One and one big then nation did. won because the other big nation pretty much killed their economy trying to keep up. Yeah. And then we fought over what side of Berlin Germany should be on, but even though it was entirely in, in one side. But then Berlin became one Berlin. Yep. And then we got to the moon and then we went and fought some stuff in Vietnam and then we came back home, and we fought some more with the Soviet Union. We became a little bit of buddies, and then the Soviet Union shattered. And all of that before the twenty before the twenty first century came around. Mm-hmm. And the was internet was invented before two thousand. It was invented in like ninety three. Yeah. And www stands for World Wide Web. Yeah. Also, it's faster to say it's World Wide Web than www. I guess it's faster to type, but not to say. It's it's a lot easier to just say World Wide Web. At this point, I'm just going to go, ooh, .com. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm going to be stealing that. <laughs> go Anyways. to ooh.webuyanycar.com. Should sponsored. we come back to our script? Probably should. Yeah. Um, e- where was I? Oh, Charles, Charles Bradley. Bradley. Yeah, fighting vehicle. I like tanks. <laughs> he observed that children with hyperactivity and impulsivity improved when treated <laughs> with stimulant medication, like Adderall. This suggested that the condition was related to a chemical imbalance in the brain. We're getting somewhere, everybody. We're learning. Um, the more you know. So now, as we go into the 60s and 70s, the, the 19 ones, uh, to be clear. Not the 17 ones. Yes. Uh, interest in ADHD grew as more researchers began to explore the condition. They were like, oh. Hmm, this is interesting. I see. Um... And American psychologist Russell Barkley, uh, very similar to Charles Bradley. Um, if you combine them, you get Charles Bardley, Barkley. Oh, the round mound or rebound? 
That's kind of that's that's like I know the, the some people like get mad at the nickname, but personally, if I was called the Round Mounder Rebound, I'd be so happy with my life. Like I'd what be if content. You were, what if you got called the Brow? It's intimidating. <laughs> you know, I, I could get with that. Anyways, Shout out to Anthony Davis. <clears throat> anyways, um, Russell Barkley was one of the first to propose that ADHD was a developmental disorder that affected a range of cognitive and behavioral functions. So now we're really somebody in the corner is shouting warmer, warmer. Right. Yeah, they're they're slowly starting to get there. Um, he also suggested that the condition was caused by a combination of genetic and environmental factors. Come on, little buddy, just keep going. You'll get there. Um, and in 1980, the American Psychiatric words are hard sometimes. Psychiatric. The American Psychiatric Association or APA, and I hate that freaking format APA and MLA why don't they just choose one like because <laughs> APA all. you have to use to write psychology <laughs> essays and most other essays in college but whatever MLA is and then like Chicago what's what's up with that like they be, they make pizza and they're windy they do not need and literally just format. pick one universal format it's not that hard can we all not just write in bullet points <laughs> <laughs> if if essays could be written in bullet points, I'd be so happy. It, it literally, uh, it wouldn't display all of the things that you've relearned in English for eight years, though. Yeah, I'm real shame <laughs> that I can't show you that I learned those things again. And again. And, and again. again. And again. Anyway, and again. the APA Sorry. officially uh, recognized ADHD as a distinct condition in the third edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM-E. Three. It's three eyes. Oh, man. <laughs> From the DSM-E. <laughs> <laughs> um, From the three. <laughs> Kyle Corver for three. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Anyways, the manual includes specific diagnostic criteria for the disorder, which included a persistent pattern of inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity that interfered with daily function. So basically, the DSM-3 stated that if you had ADHD, you had to have some of some or all of those. And it's got there's some other stuff in there too. But basically, I like me. how people you, you like get upset when kids have ADHD and they can't you know sit in a room learning about things that they don't like from a teacher that they don't like, you know, not moving for hours on end and then like. Why do you have attention issues? Why can't you pay attention? I think we just need to... You know, my favorite quote in the entire world is from Jimi Hendrix. When our love of power... When our pow- when Oh my gosh. When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will finally be happy. You know, I think that the school system needs major reform. Because if you look at everything else in like the last 150 years, right? Everything has changed. We talked about this in our last one, I think, too. Except not the bite for size. school. Not the bite size, but we talked about this in our last one, too. How, like, the school system as a whole is just... It's so flawed. Cheap, end over teapot, like, insane. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. But, you know... Well, I guess the American one is. And also, I, mean, I think teacher, teachers should be paid more for what they deal with. Oh, 100%. I think that teachers should probably make at least close to six figures. I Yeah. 100%. If not over, the median salary in Utah is like twenty-seven grand, which is not not cool. <laughs> not cool. No, in our modern day and age, that you could trailer park, park Joe. That's what you get. People will be like, "Well, what about what about you know like NBA players? They're making millions." And like, okay, that is a valid argument, but they're bringing in like a revenue for a private corporation, and that's just their salary. Yeah, the private. Corporation I think we need to look at people who are like 
and they not sponsors. <gasps> we and should sponsor teachers. And they <gasps> and they provide entertainment. Like and that's a really valuable commodity <laughs> oh when the world is. I mean, just as, as a crazy general, it is. humans yeah. like to be entertained, and we're just like, ooh, monkey, throw basketball at the hoop. I don't mean monkey as a sport. Yeah, no, I watched the horror come over your face as you realized what you said. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's okay. I'm sure but they'll I mean, understand. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think entertainment is important. But, like, you know. Entertainment is also, like, I uh, think coming like, back full circle, it's also a big factor in ADHD. Like, yeah. being entertained is pretty very important to people with ADHD I don't know if I have it yet I haven't gotten tested but my brother does have it and yeah mm. um which also fun fact drinking coffee can help people with ADHD fall asleep because it's a stimulant huh mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. um that's interesting because coffee makes me want to sleep I'm sure they're unrelated I'm sure of it anyways um, let's see. Where were we? Ah, uh, yes. Since then, research on ADHD to, to, you know, bring it back. I left off on this little, you know, mental disorders manual, the DSM-E. <laughs> um, moving I'm watching, forward. I'm watching the sound wave on our <laughs> recording, and it just spikes and then just flattens out and then falls. Yeah. Um, anyways, moving forward. Uh, since then, research on ADHD has continued to advance our understanding of the condition. Uh, advances in brain imaging technology have allowed researchers to identify differences in brain structure and function in individuals with ADHD compared to those without the disorder. Yeah, things like MRIs and EEGs. Have you ever had an MRI and EEG? I've had both of those. They are interesting. I feel like I probably should. I just had a bunch of x-rays. EEGs, I don't know if this is like standard order, but they like it. They take these little things, like these like sticky pads, like electro pads, and they stick them all over your head with glue, and then they mummy wrap your head and have you take a nap. And they're like, yeah. all right, buddy, we're going to turn out the lights. Go ahead and take a nap for a half hour. And I'm just like... You realize how difficult that is for me to do on command, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, and then I'll come back and they're like, yeah, it looks like you fell asleep for about 15 minutes in the middle. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um... It was definitely not just in a deep restful state, yeah. not asleep. I think I think a deep restful state is like similar enough that they can get you know the yeah. general idea. Um, for the amount of concussions I have, I, I've had, I feel like I should have had MRIs one of those. Are, MRIs are they're a trip, MRIs man. Are, I like you have to sit still for so long. Oh, in no, a tube. they gave me a choice. They're like, hey, so we can play uh, Brother Bear two, and you can <laughs> sit still and watch that. Or we can give you this needle that will put you to sleep. And I was like, you know, I think I'll take the movie. That <laughs> sounds great. I don't like needles. Anyway, yeah. um, there's also been some genetic studies that have identified specific genes that may, you know, contribute to the development of ADHD, especially from parrots to kids and stuff like that. And while the diagnosis and the treatment of ADHD have come a long, long way over the past few decades. I mean, we went from an inquiry into the mental derangement to now you get to sit in a magnetic tube and it'll tell you if you have ADHD. Um, There's still a lot to be learned about this, just like everything. We have a lot to learn about the world around us. There is also some ongoing research going on, um, and it's focused on identifying some new treatments to ADHD rather than just stimulants. Um, They're also developing better tools for diagnostics and they're also improving our understanding of the underlying causes of ADHD, what might also contribute to it that we're not seeing, like environmental factors and stuff like that. 
Hmm. All right, Dante. So I think we should move on and explain to everybody how ADHD gets diagnosed. How does ADHD get diagnosed? Um, let's see. ADHD is diagnosed through a comprehensive evaluation process, usually conducted by a healthcare professional, such as a psychiatrist, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker. If not, your school principal can also... No, I'm kidding. Really? No. (laughs) (laughs) The guy you pay your rent to in a black envelope every month. (laughs) I'm curious. Did you ever actually go see the school counselor? No. I did see the school nurse a lot, though. Yeah, me too. They <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times. Um, but like my my question is like, how do schools have the salary to hire a school counselor? Because I've never talked to anybody who actually used that resource. I think there were some people that used it. Like, I remember our school counselor at our old school would always like walk around and say hi to people, and they like knew her. So I don't know if they just knew her as a friend or if they actually used her for used her. She's not a drug. Um, <laughs> had her help them i guess but yeah Yeah. either way it's it can be helpful i guess it's good to have them there just it is good yeah always Um, so this process often includes a series of assessments interviews and observations that evaluate a person's behavior symptoms and history so they're they're getting the full deets everything they they want to know all of it. they're going into your contacts they're going into your browser history they're no they're not is that i'm kidding i'm kidding no it's not okay um, Let's see. One common assessment tool to diagnose ADHD is the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition. Notice how there's more than one? That's crazy. Yeah, well, we went from the DSM-3 to the DSM-5. Yeah, um, and which lists the symptoms and criteria for diagnosing ADHD. Uh, to be diagnosed, a person has to exhibit a pattern of symptoms of inattention and or hyperactivity impulsivity that interferes with their functioning or development. So, like, you have to have... You have to have a good chunk of these, or a good chunk or all of these to be yeah. able to be diagnosed with. If you just have like one or two, you might just have a specific issue. Just like with area. all mental disorders, like depression, you have to have, I think, what is it, five symptoms? Five yeah. of the symptoms to Something have Something like that. Um, we should also say... Uh, before they break out the DSM-5 and blow off the dust and set it on the table and open it, like the big, you know, big map books, um, the evaluation process, uh, they'll usually start with a medical history and a physical exam to make sure that you don't have anything that may also interfere with the diagnosis. You know, they'll snap on the rubber glove and start reaching around. And if no medical issues are found, the healthcare professional will conduct a series of interviews and assessments with the DSM-5 to evaluate their behavior and symptoms. Then they'll get out the book and blow off the dust and set it on the table. Hmm. Mm, the DSM-5 also specifies two main types of types of ADHD. They're not ADD and ADHD anymore. They are ADHD <coughs> inattention or ADHD hyperactivity impulsivity or both. Um, and these symptoms have to persist for at least six months uh, be present in two or more set two or more settings like home and school or school and work something like that, and they also need to be inappropriate for the person's development level. Not inappropriate as in a haha funny fart joke way, as in like it sh- you should be it should have been developed more at this stage. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. In addition to the DSM five, other assessment tools may be used to evaluate a person's symptoms and functioning, including. Rating skills completed by parents, teachers, and other caregivers, and behavioral observations in different settings. 
fantastic. Yeah, um, it's important to know they're that just, they're, I guess they're just getting a bunch of different viewpoints from a buffer, bunch of different places to kind of you know cover all. Make all sure there's not any incontinuity. Yeah, um, it is important to note that ADHD is a complex disorder that can manifest differently in different people. It's not like a cut and dry. You know, no, one no, size fits for all. sure. There's it's a lot of different. Everybody's different. Everybody's got a different brain, right? Um, and accurately diagnosing ADHD requires a comprehensive evaluation process. Um, it takes into account, you know, uh, their symptoms, behavior, history, all that kind of stuff, and involves collaboration between the person, caregivers, healthcare professionals, getting different sources from, you know, teachers, people that are around. Yeah, it's it, definitely not it just. It takes a, a lot. It's not just to go to the doctor and say, "Oh, you Yo, bro, I think I have ADHD," and he's like, "Yeah, you do. You look at the DSM five. Yeah, you it, got it, it look takes page, a lot of time. page thirteen, subsection thirteen point one. No, they they take in opinions from a lot of different people. They go and they look at your history and all that stuff, yeah, and your environment and all that. That was it. Yeah, we reached the end of it. We came from ancient Greece to. The DSM-5. By the way, DSM-5 sounds like an awesome name for, like, a robot. It really does. Like, <laughs> like in Star Wars, hey, DSM-5, start yeah. the space shuttle. The I was Empire thinking more like Doctor Who. I haven't watched Doctor Who. I haven't either, but I know that those big robots exist. The Daleks. Oh, um, yeah. Daleks? I don't, I don't actually know their name. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. I think you're right. Um, but anyway... Maybe we'll get fan mail about that. <coughs> Binge thinking contact Please at gmail.com. Please talk to us. <laughs> um, but I guess that's everything. We'll try to be back sooner. We, we'll try not to wait three weeks before the next release. But uh, we'll see. And thank you, everybody. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.